I mean, the what it do? Good. What it do, folks? How you living? Where is Montel Allen at? I mean, he said he was there. He was there a few minutes ago, and now look at him. This brother is I'm coming. Right here, <laughs> My God, would you run into the bathroom? Shots out, team. No sleep. How you living, brother? Man, blessed, man. As usual, you know, ten toes down, ready to start the day. Okay. Getting this week off to a good start, man. Just uh, taking it day by day, man. Avoiding awesome. these gas prices. Avoiding these gas prices. I don't know how that is because, you know, I'm all EV. So your, your boy, I'm, you know, I, I just charge at night at the house. I, I don't know what y'all got to deal with, but we're not going to talk about that. That's not the social impact we're going to get into tonight. We do have some other things. Let me let me give some shouts out to Senior in the building. Oh, my God. Let me get the comments right. Let me get them lined up here. There we go. Good to see you, sir. Um, y'all know we're going to get into it, right? <laughs> but I, I wonder if folks just knew when, when something like that went off this this weekend, they said, oh, Lord, what is what is what is Montel and James going to talk about? Are they when you know when is it going to be on the show? Because social impact of. And then I was thinking, right, it doesn't necessarily involve sports. But then you came at so shout out to you for coming back with the whole, you know, King Richard Williams thing him being the father of the Williams, Williams sisters and hearing his commentary, his feedback and his insight on the whole situation. So, and again, immediately after the incident, Will goes up there and wins the award for the, the, uh, the Williams movie. So, so yeah, we're going to get into it, but before we get, before we get started, (laughs) got somebody behind the scenes, going to bring him on right quick because he is a good friend of the show. Good friend of mine as well. Y'all know him if you know me Uh, and he's, he's going to be joining us for team. No sleep tonight. Shouts out ladies and gentlemen, Eric Burks is in the building. Come on now. How you doing? How you doing? All right. All right. Look, look at you looking all crispy there. You got your nice background. <laughs> you got your, your nano lights going and uh and nano, yeah. Oh, got, look at I'm opposite. That's right. That's right. <laughs> EB, I tell you what, man, give the folks a little something. Tell them who you are for folks who may not know you, man. I think uh it's only worthy to have you tell your own uh origin story. Who is Eric Burks? Well, if we take it way back. Uh, <laughs> we we, we don't have that kind of time. We don't have nah, that you kind know of time. <laughs> no, nah, you know, we, we started a show called Unscripted. Yo, thank you. Um, and we've been trying to, um, you know, just, again, get relevant content and, um, you know, stay, you know, and be, be entertaining. We just got back from the uh, the Oscars area. We did a, a, a red carpet there um, uh, Sunday night, I believe it was. And that's uh, when this whole... He's on mute. I can't hear him. EB, what happened, brother? You, you went on. You went on mute. What's going on? Guest has muted themselves. <laughs> how, how did that, that is crazy? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now behind the screen. Don't do that, brother. Don't don't press any buttons. <laughs> I didn't. I, dude, I didn't touch nothing. Let me press. I'm the one pressing the buttons. I'm the wizard of the Oz behind the curtain. I'm gonna let you continue. Go ahead, sir. Hey, no, no. Hey, the system. Okay. Anyway. Uh, having some technical difficulties. Anyway, we uh, we got back to the um, the red carpet yeah, last night. We uh, was uh, there doing the comedy show, um, and um, got to you know see some comedians, uh, some celebrity comedians. Um, and then in our show, uh, what happened was they actually were talking about what happened at the actual Oscars. <laughs> so, hello, 
Can you hear me? Can you still hear yeah. me? Am I having technical yeah. difficulties? We got you. Right. We got you. Right. you go. You good. But you, you, you're going to have to understand live video production. <laughs> don't, 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 don't get nervous. See, see my tell check it. We were, we were at an after party for the Oscars this week. Oh and, and, and I threw Eric kind of right in the middle of the fire and said, <laughs> I'm going to need you to go interv- interview Jimmy Shin right now, please. And he was a little flustered, didn't know the venue, didn't know the name of the individual he was interviewing. And but all in all, he did a, he did a decent job. I, I gave him a B minus, you know, give him a B minus. He didn't get an A plus because, you know, he wasn't completely prepared, but he still did a good job. So shouts out to you for that. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Everyone, I see you in the comments. Thank you for joining. We're going to have a great conversation. Um, so let's start. Up, let's start with that. Right. The slap heard around the world, the slap scene around the world. They actually <laughs> stopped the after party to talk a little bit about that. The the. The MC at the event said, yes, Will Smith just went on stage and slapped Chris Rock in the mouth over a joke made about, about Jada, about her alopecia. Alopecia is a disease that causes, causes people to lose their hair, right? Fall out in bunches and things of that nature. So we can go a whole bunch of different routes on this. The reason we're having a conversation today, again, as I said, kind of in the monologue, is Richard Williams has put out his statement on the whole incident and how he feels about it. Uh, let me ask you guys first. Let me go start guess first. Eric, just about the incident in and of itself. When we saw it, when we heard about it, now after you probably got the chance to see some of the replays and things of that nature, just kind of that high-level overview first, and then we'll go into the conversation. Uh, so apparently it seemed like Chris Rock had made a joke about, um, and it wasn't really, you know, you had to know what was going on or, you know, to me, I felt like it was an inside joke. If, if you don't know, um, he's made a comment saying, Hey, I, I, am looking forward to seeing GI Jane two or something like that to that nature. Um, and then, you know, everything seemed like it was calm. Next thing you know, you see, you know, Will Smith coming up to the stage and just, and just kind of wallops him in the face. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the, the overview, but one has to understand or think, um, I mean, there's all kinds of like little theories going on right now, right? Like mm. if it was fake, if it was set up or if it was, you know, you know why did he do that? Jada told him to do that because uh, everything was, you know, calm. But, um, you know, they're, they're, some of those theories make a little bit of sense. I mean, you know, I don't know. What's your, yeah. what's your take? Well, I'll, I'll let, I'll let Montel get into it as well. But again, as we saw it live, right. I mean, it was, it was a joke. It was comedy. When the cameras flash back on Will and Jada, they chuckled at it. But listen, when the cameras were off, you, you don't know if, if Miss Pinkett Smith leaned over to Will and said, no, you, uh-uh. You, you're going to go up there and you're going to at least say something to this man about we, we don't know what happens behind closed doors of that house. Some of what goes on behind closed doors of that house is out in the streets. We, we know about the, the Jada entanglement. We, we know that they've got an interest. I'm not even going to call it an interesting relationship. But we know that they have a different kind of relationship between them two. But again, that, that, say, yeah, that, yeah, that's neither here nor there. And that, that's what, you know, people can do what they, they need to do and they want to do. I'm on both sides of this conversation, to be honest with you, just because I understand Will's side. I understand Chris's side, but there, but I, I'm more in a line with what Richard Williams has to say. So let me, let me, let me get Montel in on this right now too. Yeah. Hold on. And Tony, Tony, Tony Davis shout out. Hey brother, we good to see you too. Yeah. It wasn't fake. 
<laughs> if, if, <laughs> if you heard the uncensored version from overseas, because there was a yeah Japanese TV was was showing it, and they have the unedited, uncensored one. You you hear the bass in Will's voice when he was telling you telling Chris, you know, don't keep my wife's name out your mouth. You can tell that that was not stage scripted or anything. It, it was all real. So go ahead, Montel. Uh, my take on it, man. First disappointment. Hmm. Disappointment in, in, in Will who? Smith. Okay. And Will, I'm yeah. disappointed in Will Smith. I mean, um, I you know I, I I go by the part. I, I I don't mind him or I don't I respect him for defending his wife. I don't respect him in the nature where he uh, his timing and when he did it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you 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 you're gonna put you put yourself on the center stage. We have worked so hard as a people to kind of get to this point. You know, this is the first Oscars directed by African-American. We had two African-American women hosting the, this, this show. We had all these things going on. There was such a, a positive note. And then for Will to lose his cool, to go up there and do that, it's uncalled for, man. That's that's a coward move. If you wanted to face him, you could have waited until that five-minute monologue is about to be over in about five minutes. You could have waited five minutes and went backstage and handled your business. Mm-hmm. Or you could have waited to the after party. Yeah. You could have went to his, his dressing room to, to confront him about the situation or whatever it was. And I'm a, I, alopecia, not the joke, was not that tasteless. It wasn't a tasteless joke. He was making a comment. He was making a, 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 he's a comedian. He made a funny notion about G.I. Jane, which we know was bald Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. And this is her haircut. It's almost just kind of like a light joke to fluffing it up. Will took it too far. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I think that was just a coward move. I'm personally, I won't stop supporting Will. I mean, it ain't like it was detrimental or anything like that. But I do believe, man, his actions really put people, African Americans, on the backside and people that want to be booked in a very awkward position. Yeah. Because he's a megastar. Good point. He's on that level with the rock and all them. He's a megastar. Now, do you can, people will get the perception that you condone that behavior at your shows by having him there? Or, and, 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 the narrative that, I, that, I, that, I, that, I, that I'm kind of upset about is like us as African-Americans were split down the middle, right? I'm not understanding why the sides thing. Like you're wrong is wrong, man. You're wrong for getting up in front of the stage and slapping the man. Yeah. Because us so, people, we know better. Yeah. We, we know our timing. We're supposed to handle things a certain time. You know, if you're in a crowd full of people and you have a problem with somebody, you're like, I got to wait for him to go outside before I go talk to him. Or I got to make sure he gets, he's not around that situation before I go handle his business. And we're smarter than that. So me personally, I think he's just going through some things in the public eye, man, that he's just so frustrated with that this caused him to kind of, you know, that brief moment. He had a Kanye moment on this. <laughs> oh, you know, straight make, up. He had make, a make it play right there for the people in the back yeah. of the room. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. Yeah, let, so let, let, let me go into why I said I, I, I was on both sides, because you've actually explained the reason why I said I was on both sides. But let me give a shout out. Laura Williams in the building. Appreciate you for being here. Listen, um, and and you you mentioned it already that joke wasn't that 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 wasn't nah, a, that wasn't a Chris Rock joke I, you know what I mean he he's gone deep in on on folks and and that was if anything that was a a G rated joke in terms of anything that that man has said before. Um, and and Jay, 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 one point before before yeah. before you get onto the deep monologue, hold on. August Astana had more than Jada's name in his mouth, and Will did nothing. I yeah, think, I said I, it. I think the show is over right there. Augustana had more, in, more <laughs> in his mouth than Jada's name, and Will Smith did nothing but sat there and cried on her show. Ooh. So don't talk about this macho. Come on now. Thing that, 
you, you just do the you know I'm defending my wife's honor at all costs. You didn't defend it when the dude had this entanglement with your wife. You did nothing to it, nothing physical at all. God. But yet now you want to go to poor Chris Rock on the stage on a national on a worldwide stage and show your manhood all of a sudden. Where even if, if Chris Rock couldn't defend himself, he really couldn't if he wanted to sell his business. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's nope. protecting his brand by not by not fighting back. I would fall back, but I'm saying I know I understand why Chris Rock didn't take a swing ever and didn't fight back. That was a power move, man. I, and I don't know why people are trying to excuse it, why it's not. Yes, defend your wife, but you could have waited five minutes. Your anger ain't going to yeah. go away in five minutes when you're done with his monologue. Just yeah. go backstage and take care of it. Yeah. yeah Wait, see, that's, he got to do better, bro. He, you taking all my little smoke and fire from it right there, you know, and, and, and Tony is acknowledging that that's so there, there it is right there. Right. Just, just <laughs> yeah. the fact that he had to act a fool like that, but he didn't act a fool when, when Jada was in the midst of those entanglements. Again, we're going we gonna to stay out of those people's houses and out of their four doors and four walls. But that's a situation that we as a community, as fans and all have seen. And for someone, for a comedian to make a very, non-evasive joke i think like the one chris did toward towards data so so that harms i think other comedians out there as well because we eric and i were just at a, a comic event where just, just imagine if you know the, the whole art of comedy and, and every time you hear something that you don't like or or you think is uh, offensive or whatever you get up on stage and you're gonna go up there and try to hit somebody come on so so i worry about security on that Eric and I used to work security for a lot of uh, events, for a lot of concerts and shows. So I, I started thinking about, you know, where was security when you got, yeah, it's Will Smith just walking up on stage and, and going to approach somebody. Again, just like you said, Montel, I, I was thinking about a Kanye moment when Kanye walked up there on, on Taylor mm -hmm. Swift. So, so that's a whole conversation I think needs to happen from a back-end operations perspective as well. Chris, but, 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 Chris, you, but you oh. got to you know, you, you think about it. You've been in that situation. Those yeah. events... Those those events are strictly for stars to be able to respect other stars and come up on stage and be able to celebrate their accomplishments. You're not so, worried. If it's a fan, the security there. A fan's yeah. fanatic is different. Uh, the star that's in the audience, you don't plan for security for that. Those so, are so, what, so what has happened, so yeah, so, so now what has happened is now Will, kind of as you said, has kind of set us back a handful of years by his actions in front of the entire world. You got two black men up here acting a fool at the Oscars. One Kevin, black man, no. no. One black man acting a fool. Well, but, but, Not two, but one. No, we know that. We know that. But again, <laughs> the conversation is going to be rocking, rocking uh, and Smith up there at the fool. Kevin Hart is probably saying, you know, man, they met. I said something 20 years ago. I didn't get my chance. Now we got finally a year where we got Wanda. We got Wanda Sykes. We got um, Tosh. Tasha. Was it Tasha or Regina Hill? Regina Hall or Regina Hall? We got Regina Hall yeah, Regina hosting, Hall. so we we didn't made it. We didn't got over this hump, and now here come Will Smith slapping somebody in the head. Chris Rock showed more restraint. Yep. Than anybody. I, Chris Rock took a punt, took a slap too. Now, so shout out to Chris Rock's chin for being able <laughs> to take that for being able to take that that slap like he did because he he went back on that on that slap but he had more restraint than I think the three of us would have had cuz we I we'd have you that, that place down. Stage? 
I'm just, I, hey, I'm just, Will Smith wouldn't have made it off the stage. He so, wouldn't have made it off the stage. And, and, and again, he so there it goes again to a whole nother extreme, a whole nother level, right? We we, we just started acting a fool if, if a grown man had put their hands on, on on us like that. Now, I saw mom asking, my mom was asking about why a slap? Uh, why didn't he use his fist? So interestingly enough, mom, and, and think about this, and, and folks kind of kind of consider this. I think it was Shannon Sharp who was on... What's what's the show that he's on? Not uh, first Skip Bayless, uh, on, uh, I forgot. But yeah. No, so so Skip Shannon Bayless. Sharp was just yeah. on talking about the the effect, the mental effect of uh, of a slap. It's actually yeah. more disrespectful to hit yeah. a grown man, especially a black man, with a with a slap as opposed oh, to even a punch. So hit him with the n word, spit on him, or slap him. Those are probably yep. the three most disrespectful things that you can do to anybody, but especially to a black man. So that just showed complete disrespect for for Chris from from Will. That's the reason behind the, the implications and the significance of the slap as opposed to the punch. Where does all this lead into a conversation on team no team no sleep? Again. <laughs> Richard Williams came out and said, listen, I completely disapprove and disavow and and do not condone any of that violence. This man is coming out and saying, look, this should be a night of us celebrating the fact that this movie got made, the fact that we won the the Oscar for this movie. And then it, it really had to had to have this man to come out and say, I, I, I disagree with everything that Will Smith and and the way that he handled it. And I, I think mm-hmm. we're, we're all in agreement in this. And seeing some captions of some pictures of Tyler Perry, Denzel Washington going and talking to Chris Rock during the intermission, like grown men would do, right? That actually is comforting as well. I, I, I'm not going to say I'm putting Will Smith on a, in the same category as Kanye, because I, I, you know, I don't left Kanye alone, but <laughs> kind of disappointed. Definitely going to say I'm kind of yeah. disappointed. I will say that. I'm a, I'm 100 agreement. I'm just I'm disappointed in his actions, and I say it's a Kanye moment because it's a shocker moment that no one else expects. Just like when Kanye said that Bush didn't like black people, this is probably number two to that one. Yeah. As far as our as far as some crazy stuff that happened on TV, of uh, people doing or, or the actions on TV, um, that definitely was perplexed African American community. Yeah. I mean, um, this is crazy, man. I mean, yeah. he he. I think yeah. the one comment I read is that he this action overshadowed. The whole accomplishment of Black African Americans made in presenting and hosting the Oscars. Yes, that one moment that he yeah. did that took away all that accomplishment that, that, that we we came across and been able to achieve and done. So let me tell you, let me ask you something. That director, African American director, that directed the Oscars. You think he's going to get an opportunity to direct it again? I do. I, I do. I, I don't you, think they're you going think to. He's gonna get it- yeah, I don't think you get another opportunity to direct the Oscars again. So I think uh, so. He, he, here's my Monday morning quarterback, right? I don't think Will is going to lose his Oscar. I think there's going to be some ramification, some discipline. Just maybe going to slap him on the hand and going to write a sternly worded letter, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I don't think Will is going to lose any endorsements. I don't know if he's got any no. endorsements out there or whatever the case may be. And I also don't think I. I I pray and I hope that they won't put this on the shoulders of the director because again, it, it, this was completely out of his control in terms of what happened. I, what I do hope comes out of this. Well, one of the things I hope comes out of this is that I know Chris Rock is on tour 
Listen, I I, I hope every single show is sold out. I want Chris to have a standing room only. Not because I want to hear what he's going to say. Right. And uh-huh. he doesn't and he doesn't even need to sue Will Smith for for anything because they, they both have more money nah. than they need. I just want Chris Rock to because because, again, he, he took it. He took it better than I think, again, the three of us would have taken it. And, and, and if he sits out there touring this year, I want his shows to be sold. If he comes to my neck of the woods, I'm, I'm buying tickets for all of us and we go into his show. But I, who knows what's going to happen? I just I just I don't think there's going to be any obviously any crimi- criminal actions. Uh, I saw Jada's little statement as well. Time for some healing. I don't know what that means. I saw the comment that, that Tony brought up talking about what Jaden wrote up on his Instagram account, talking about yeah. this is how the family, how we handle things. Now, was he talking about the slap or was Jaden yeah. talking about winning the Oscar? Right. Very, very, very uh, vague in terms of his statements there. So I don't I don't like that precedent from a family as well. Right, your, your yeah, daddy's up there I, slapping I, another grown man for for really no re, no known reason, and you are gonna yeah, say this right. is how we do things in the in the Smith house? Come on now. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I, I think that um, I think that uh, like I said, man, I think I think Will Smith is fighting with some demons, bro. Let's be real. Yeah. I think he's just he's going through whatever transition or whatever point in his life that he's doing something because this is really out of character for him, yes. right? That we've seen. This is really who? out of character. He's, for every who? other event we've seen him, we've seen, huh? For who? Will? Well, I mean, no, 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 no. Will and slap fools before. Oh, yeah, the, the reporter that kind of kiss him. Yeah, that reporter thing was whack. That was, I mean, for him to go up on stage and do something like this, this is kind of out okay. Of character, okay, there you go. I, okay. I, I don't think I don't think that's part of his demeanor. I mean, in, in that in that in that in that facet, I believe though, I think he's going through some things, man. I got you got to We got to think what this man. Is. We talk about mental health on this show a lot. You think most of us are going through some mental health things going on with from 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 two years ago being embarrassed through this whole situation with the entanglement. To going through all this stuff, I mean, he's, he i think he got to a point right now where maybe maybe that was a, that was his breaking point. You know what I mean? That that comment, yeah. him still trying to work it out. You got to think all eyes is on everybody in the world knows about knows your wife had you know some infidelity issues with with, with whoever, and maybe he has, but we just don't know about it. But all this is coming down on him at once, and probably one of the biggest moments. All eyes on him, and I think he might have just snapped. I mean, we don't know, but I'm gonna tell you right now. Something happened. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can only imagine what mental state he's in. He's been able to handle everything because we're resilient. People have been able to be resilient, but you cannot tell me he is not affected by the things, the emojis, the stuff online. Everyone, everybody says about him. You can only cover it up for so long before it kind of before it comes comes out and comes to a head. Maybe this this is that moment. Now, I did read that they were cool. That he apologized to Chris Rock. They they talk after the at an after party. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock is a big man. I mean, a big man as far as his, his demeanor because he didn't he didn't press charges. He he just told the police there ain't no big deal. It's all good. He was able to sit down with this man at an after party, regardless of if it was a, an authentic apology or not. He was able to sit down with him and talk with him and see what's going on and go what's up. He's just a bigger man. He's a constant. He's a constant. That that term constant professional. Mm-hmm. That's epitome of Chris Rock. He took the moment. He took he seized the moment. Didn't lose control was fine, man. I, I really respect him for doing that. But I really, I mean, Will took an L on that one, man. He took he, a big L, he, a big he, L on that one, man. That, that was uncalled for. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this up here right here. She, uh, Laura Williams is saying she disagreed. Yeah, Will Smith damaged his own reputation 
but he had a ton of respect going in. He clearly needs some great family therapy. Something is wrong with Will now. Hashtag mental health matters. And again, it, there's because for him not to publicly act a fool like that over the entanglement where you got records yeah. being made, you got all this other <laughs> stuff. Let's, let's not check out the jam too. You know, I, I got it in my iTunes, the entanglement. Come on. I got, I rock yeah. that when I go, but <laughs> for the man to make the joke that, that he did and then for Jada. So, and then for Will to, to smile and laugh about it and Jada didn't laugh about it. Okay. But then when the cameras panned off, I guarantee she leaned up to him and was like, <laughs> she she said something and and he switched up real quick and, and and said oh okay uh i'm 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 confident she didn't tell him to go up there and knock the man in the head he just took it to that extreme why who knows maybe again he just had some demons that were working with him or through him um his apology when he won the award to the other nominees and to the academy and all that 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 was something he felt that, that was something he had to say uh this apology that he made to rock himself on ig i don't want to see it on ig I, I don't i don't even want to see it just talk to the man how come we got to talk through all these other third person mediums how come yep. we got to talk through our publicists and social media and and all this other stuff i i, I don't, i'm not worried about your brand and all this stuff won't you just pick up the phone or go to the man's house you know where he lives go talk to, yep. go talk to that's your boy you slapped him on stage in front of the whole planet, and we still talking about it today. You need to go up there, yeah. Eb. If you was to smack me in the head, <laughs> we, of course there gonna be some consequences and repercussions on both ends. But you know, and we gonna talk about it. We we've been close to those types of situations anyway. But but then grown men have the conversations amongst themselves. Gro- not just grown men, but just grown folk. I don't, I don't need to yeah. post something on Twitter or my Instagram saying, I apologize right. for what I did to you, Montel. Uh, and then leave it at that. I, I, I don't get, I don't it. know. How, I don't, I don't understand how it went from one extreme to the next. Cause like you said, they were laughing. Next thing you know, it was like, it was an anger fest, you know? And then, and then he, he goes to crying. So, you know, and, and, the, and one of the theories that we're going to try to discuss, uh, on, on Friday and our show on unscripted little tagline, um, we, um, is the fact that this could have been a setup because again i'm not saying it was fake maybe he did get hit and, and, and his face got you know hit but what they're saying is because the oscars because of covid didn't have a, a great uh season or a lot of uh, ratings that look at their ratings now just because of that action that happened uh, to me i feel like it went from uh, an extreme to from two extremes does that make sense uh yeah i agree with you man i think mm. I, it, it was like a, um mm-hmm. and i, I Please, I mean, he he had that two side to himself, right? Yeah. He, yeah. you know, he won. He's laughing, or actually three sided coin. He was laughing at one minute. You're, he's pissed off the next minute, and then he's empathetic. He's being empathy crying the next minute. He's right. he's having. To me, he's having an emotional episode. I I really believe that, I, I, and I can only imagine. And I try to put myself kind of in that in that shoes and try to understand. I can't imagine his mental makeup, man. I mean, you got to think. Yeah. Everybody in the world knows about that situation. People still joke about it. All the people in the room, you know, knows about this. Maybe some of the people she was even with in her discretions or he was with her discretion are in the room. So you got to imagine all this is going to build up in him. He's tired of being that guy that's always been poked at. You got to think, Will Smith has been poked at ever since he was a rapper, right? He was the corny rapper when he was young. He wasn't a hardcore guy. 
He was the corny rapper to turn to being an actor. You got the Tupac. You got so much going on, man. I think it just kind of just maybe came to that head. at that yeah. Right at that particular moment, I think it just came to a head. And the dude lost it. I mean, uh, he kind of just lost lost track of himself. Um, and like I said, I'm still a fan of Will Smith. He ain't lost his movement yeah. of fame. He hasn't lost me. I just think his actions could have been done differently. Like right. I said, and right, I have right. no problem with him defending his wife. I, matter of fact, he's supposed to defend his wife. True. But then the manner in which he did it was wrong. He should have waited till after after the, after he wrapped up his monologue and handled it backstage. And when he talked right. to the man, I had conversations back then. And if he was going to throw blows, throw blows back there. So nobody could see it. So we ain't got it all over the news. And we're here talking about it. Go handle it at the after party. Pull him to the side, talk to him, throw blows there. Yeah. You don't do it on national TV for the whole world to see for you to slap another black man. Yeah. That's just disrespectful. It was uncalled for. And it was bullyish. If right. that's a word. It was very, right. very bullyish because he knew. He even knew Chris Rock. Either he knew he wasn't going to respond or he couldn't respond at that moment as far as physical altercation. I'm going to tell you right now, I know he picked right. it, He picked the right person to do it with because he wouldn't do that to, to somebody else, another one of those comedians. You, you know, he won't, right. he won't yeah. do it to the court. No evasive motion or nothing. No no evasive yeah. action. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like you're yeah. right. He should have handled it like he handled the entanglements. I mean, you yeah. know, that's just yep. that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So yeah. Let, me, let me let me let me reset the room a little bit. Uh, Shouts out! I, I see a Dr. Jackson in, in in the room. Appreciate you for being here. And this is definitely something that could possibly be part of race talks, right? Uh, part part of your series. Reason we're bringing this up is because again, uh, Bridget Williams, Serena and Venus's father, came out with his statement in in terms of uh, completely disavowing what what will did to chris right and again getting the award for the movie about him and about his daughter so that's the social impact of the sport piece talking about that um whole different layers in terms of this whole conversation again what had happened on stage why it happened who would happen with right the the looking through the lens of two black men up there getting into a situation where the whole planet is literally watching. Everyone's talking. People are talking about this, unfortunately now more than they're talking about, well, I don't know. Then, then what's really matters in society right now, we, we got wars happening overseas. We got high gas prices over here. We got this, this, and this Melanie's talking about, listen, let's talk about this. 50% of commentary from hosts and presenters is about roasting others, but the audience applause and last that's a bigger issue as well. Right. So there's other things that are more important and more relevant to what the society should be talking about. We're talking about this because it, it hits from, from a lot of different angles, right? Three black men here talking, we see this and we see this through a different lens. And it just, again, it sets us back years, unfortunately. When we, we see it and we're like, oh man, come on. No, no, he didn't really do this. And so now we got to have this conversation and we got to kind of reset the whole, we got we to reset the game, unfortunately. So we got to have these discussions. And then the fact that it, it, um, uh, touches on the sports side with, with the Williams fathers and the Williams sisters. That's why we're having a conversation here. So it, this matters having hey. this conversation. I, I just want to kind of reset that room in terms of folks asking no, no. What, why we talked about it. Like we're ex experts. We are experts in yeah. this situation because it affects us in a lot of different ways. than you may think, go ahead, brother. But I also, I was also thinking, um, how does this affect children? And I'll say, you know, mm. teens and everything. Come on now. I mean, let, let's let's be honest. You know, they're very influential. He's a very influential person. That's an influential event. You know, is that the way we're supposed to handle our business? I mean, I, I've seen on social media because I deal with a lot of kids all the time. 
they're they they applauding. Um, Will Smith is this, you know, he's he slapped the mess out, making it more of a joke, which it is a serious matter. This is a, this is a serious kind of an issue because it shows how black men are portrayed in handling issues or disagreements. I don't want, you know, I would hope kids don't react that same way or they don't, I hope they have enough aptitude to be able to digest it and understand that was just an isolated incident that happened. But, you know, people imitate art. They imitate artists. They imitate people that people other people look up to. Um, I hate I hate for it to be that way, but I mean, how does this affect kids? I, I can tell you my kids already. My daughter asked me about it. What happened? What was going on? Oh, look at that. Look at, oh, wow, wow. Look at you. What did you do that for? You know what I'm saying? Those conversations, unfortunately, we got to have with our kids to make sure they understand because if we don't, I'm, I promise you, I promise you, somewhere, someone, they think that's funny and they think, they, they think that's what you're supposed to do and they will slap somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the saddest, that's the sad part because honestly, it, it uh, violence is not just uh, cornered by, by, by um, African Americans. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, we don't mm-hmm. corner the market on violence and, and, and reacting that way. It's, okay. You know, white people, come on, you know. come on, EB. Come on now. But, 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 but it's perpetuated that way in the media though. So, if, I mean, not yeah. the media, exactly. Exactly. And that's what I wanted. To, and that's what I wanted to say is that it, it we, this kind we're having this conversation because it, it's, we, you know, it shouldn't really affect us like that, but it does affect us like that. And mm-hmm. the fact that we don't corner the market on violence, you know, you, you can look back in history where, you know, violence came to, you know, us first, you know, and again, mm-hmm. I, I know that's not fair to say. I'm just saying that we don't corner the market on violence. There's people that ha- are violent in nature, or the, you know, what what is it when you're a child? The reason why you 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 as a when you watch small children is because they can't communicate. And again, if we start communicating, and, and again, like you said, Montel, talk to your children. You know, you know, I'm my kids. I, I sit there and talk to them. Hey, here. Think about what the right thing to do is, you know. Um, yeah, we shouldn't. It shouldn't be that we corner the market or the or the stereotype is that. Oh yeah, these guys are violent, you know. That's right. Insane. Yeah, I want to bring this comment up because uh, again, this is back to what I was just mentioning. We're, we're talking about this again, seventy two ninety six, however many hours after it happened, because it it touches so many people at different aspects, but so many other more important things have happened. Shouts out to Mr. Charles Jackson for putting us into perspective here, talking about this more than the anti-lynching bill that was just signed. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This ain't the show for that, but we can, we can have another show. And, and, and Mr. Jackson, I, will, I would love to be a part of that panel to talk about that. Cause I got some things that we can we, we we can talk about that too, but but again, see there again there there's a relevance, there's a significance of just or, for the mere fact we have to have a law like that is the same. You oh, know look, what at mean? You, look at you, you leaning into the microphone, you you, you peeking yeah. right now. Go yeah, ahead. Don't, don't get me started on that, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, I want right. to be on, hey hey James, I want to be on that panel too. Dare have me on that panel <laughs> yeah. and see what see where I come off it. Oh yeah. Charles Jackson, I'll talk to you in about an hour, brother, when we get over this one. <laughs> awesome. Listen, okay, let, let's go ahead and keep keep going. Let's move forward. Uh, let's stay focused here. This, that's what we do. We stay focused on you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, football fans are here. We're going we're gonna to go back into sports. We're going to talk about NFL because they, the owners and the teams are meeting. They're having conversations. Rules have been changed. 
I don't know if it's really going to matter, but one in particular that has changed thus far is the postseason possession rule. Man, say that three times fast. Uh, new rule that was passed that was actually brought up by the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. They proposed this rule that both teams are guaranteed to have possession of the ball during the postseason. Not during the regular season, but during the playoffs. Both teams are going to be guaranteed. So no sudden death immediately. But if after both teams have possession and it's still a tie, then it goes back to reverts back to the traditional uh what is, what is the sudden death rule in terms of whoever scores next? What are you guys' thoughts on this? And do you think this really matters in terms of um, how games are going to evolve and going to be decided by giving each team that opportunity? Look, you scored your touchdown. All right, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you at least give it a shot now before before we call this game. Talk. To me, it's funny, man. Like the NFL, why is it taking them so long to figure it out? College has it already figured out. College, everybody gets a possession. You go back and forth until the team until the team wins. And you start to stretch the field further and further. First, you start off on the 20. Mm-hmm. If they both score and everything, they get them on the 30 and kind of make sure they bring it, they bring it in from there. College already has it figured out. NFL, this is just the rule was stupid in the beginning. Let's be real. One team gets a possession, <laughs> they score the game's over with. Well, I mean, if you're a fan of that team that loses, then there's a problem. Um, right. the team that mm-hmm. wins, it's okay. So I think this is just <laughs> This the is a rule change. This is just something that's not even. Yeah, I, I like it. This is not really. This is not. This is no social impact. No, to anything. It's well, that's why I wasn't the first. Sto- hold on. That's why I wasn't the first. First story. Come on now. We, we wait, talk wait, about the, the new. Only, wait, wait. There, but the only impact this is on is people that gamble. Let's be real. People that that's gamble. What I'm, people, so they, there you go. For, uh, I'm setting you and, up. And people with the uh, what you call fantasy, fantasy football. This is all that matters too. It doesn't matter to the, the common fan or somebody else. I, this is okay. You changed the rule. You did the right thing. And you only did it for playoffs. So it only matters for people that gamble and, and people that are potting into fantasy football. Otherwise, it doesn't really make any difference to us as the fans. I mean, yeah. really, I mean. So so work with me on this, brother. Right. It, it, mm-hmm. it matters to the folks that gamble. Think about it. It, it. it goes in line with the last story of tonight that you pointed to me. I'm I, 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 I'm, I'm I, yeah. let me let me tell the story. Yeah, no, y'all just come along for the ride. So 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 again, EB, talk to us. What, what do you think about this? Are you you got any uh, dogs in this fight? Or I shouldn't have said that either. Uh, yeah, you know Hold what? On. I'm, I'm kind of torn. I'm like, who was fighting it, dogs? I shouldn't have said that. That was. Uh, I'm kind of torn. I feel like you know, uh, you know, if there if it's tie and you know you have to have. I don't. To me, I I don't. Uh, like it doesn't really make a difference, right? It, you know, if unless you're unless you're betting, but um, if, you know, if the game is going on, it's going on. You know, I, I rather just hey, you know what? You already won. All right, all right. I'll, I'll give you give you some some microphone uh, etiquette though. You know, I mean, every time you lean into that mic, you you start clipping, brother. So don't. I, I got you. I got your levels perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, but, but, that, that MV7 is doing his job, brother. Don't you? Don't, you don't have to lean into it. It's, it's picking up. It, the game is right. <laughs> See, there you but, go. There you go peeking again. I will say this though, James. Like yeah. for gamblers, for, yeah. for people that, that are avid gamblers or people that are into sports betting a lot, I do believe this rule is really beneficial for them. You know what I mean? This is we we already know there's a lot of money that goes on in gambling as it is, and can you imagine the playoffs world where the stakes are even higher? I think this does play into that mode. Right. I don't know if that was a consideration. I, I know that. I mean, if it was a consideration, it wasn't talked about, at least to, to the masses. But I mean, maybe behind closed doors, 
but this is a really big deal for people that gamble. Um, yeah. I think I think that that gives them that edge. Remember, gambling isn't just who the team that wins; it's all about the spread, right? So yes, the spread sir. is here, and we're going back and forth, and there's a tie. You know, those people that, 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 that bet within that spread or or outside of that spread, man, that's 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 a difference of millions and millions of dollars. Right. You know, and, and all of that. Stuff, so. Yeah. Today's decision wasn't actually in the because I still get the communications from from NFL. But uh, all of that wasn't highlighted specifically in, in the ruling today. But yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Right. Because, again, I saw Charles asking, you know, why not the entire season? And But again, it's. It's where that money is. I, I really agree with, with you, Montel, on that. It's where the money is, and folks are, are betting betting more on those playoff games, on that wild card game, obviously on the AFC, NFC championships, on the Super Bowl. So you got more of an influx of cash coming in. So that's where it's going to resonate, where it's going to matter. Go ahead. And and, 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 Melody, and the answer to question, why it's not on regular, regular season? Why it's not hmm. an issue for regular season? That's a time issue because of TV, TV money, right? You can't yeah. have a game yeah. that goes in the morning and if they go in at these four or five overtimes, it will run into the other game where they lose money. They lose money because that game's taken over. That's more of a money issue because that's their TV money. But playoffs, there is no time set regulation. They don't yep. care yep. about that because it's so heavily, so so heavily watched and so heavily betted on. Now, I believe this rule, if it's really successful in playoffs and they can figure out a way, it will seep into the regular season. It will. It's going to have to because okay. that might make the difference of a team making it to the playoffs or a team not making the playoffs. As soon as we have that controversy in, in our overtime, like a team lost by one game or they didn't get a chance to do to get into the playoffs, then they'll go back again and say, you know, we need to implement this rule going into going into the regular season. But I mean, the NFL right now, let's you know, they're milking their players. I mean, they're getting 17 games out of them now. You know, now this playoff thing, they're really milking them for everything they can go. So to add all this extra overtime stuff for them yeah. during the regular season will be it's going to be difficult you know unless they increase the roster roster count mm. so i would actually that's like the to reason why, i mean i'm trying to answer that's the reason why they're not going to put it in the regular season yeah they're not I, they're I, I would love to see them actually get rid of a couple of games i would love to see them get rid of the pole bowl I, it's it's no longer a game to me to be honest with you i i, I don't even yeah. i don't even watch i don't think any true fan of the game watches it as a game almost watches it more yep. as a piece of entertainment and you know we got folks heckling here so listen one of my moderators oh hold on she is one of the moderators uh you know heckling in the background and then trying to give give you a little little props there yes i change mics on a frequent basis but i'm just 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 saying <laughs> thank you mdh appreciate you <laughs> and you're right though Pro Bowl does suck. Oh yeah, the pro the Pro Bowl the Pro Bowl is is a useless game where the players don't even play in it anymore. Yeah, you know, and, and if they don't start to incentivize incentivize it or whatever we call it, make it worth something. Yes, where sir. maybe if the NFC wins, the, the Super Bowl is automatically played in the the NFC or the Super Bowl is played in the AFC. Where like baseball, how baseball has an incentive why you play in the All Star game. Um, I think they just get rid of it. The Pro Bowl doesn't even need to be there. Like yeah. people, it's, it's, no one watches it and no one attends. Yeah. And, and there's no effort put into it. I, I agree with, with no you and I agree with Millie saying it's awkward to watch because again, no one wants to be out there possibly getting hurt, right? No no one wants to have an ACL spray. No one, no one wants to tear, do something bad to themselves for a game that doesn't do anything to their See, paycheck, doesn't take care of their... But, right? me, but me, you know me, man, my creative mind, if they were smart, if NFL was smart, and come on now. Off it, that would be the senior bowl. 
coached by NFL players. So the, the upcoming seniors are going to be ready eligible for the draft. That would be their bowl because now people will watch it because their college players are there and they would be able to get tri tricks, tips, and coached by NFL players that want to go into coaching. That would be more of an entertaining game than watching the Pro Bowl because those guys have no best interest in it, no more. But the Senior Bowl, you would have best interests because those are guys that are about to be drafted. Everyone would want to watch it. It would be on a national stage. It would be something that's there. So NFL got to figure out a way. And since the Senior Bowls, they're no longer part of the university, so they don't lose any eligibility. It'd be okay. They're about to be upcoming for the draft. That's I, what I. That's where I would go with. I just don't, don't understand why you're not on somebody's payroll. Me neither, brother. Make that call for me. I'm right there. <laughs> well, we, your phone should be ringing right yeah. now. Hey, Eb, we we know ESPN <laughs> listens and watches Team No Sleep <laughs> yeah. because verbatim their shows. So I'll go to the gym after our show, and I'll literally hear verbatim everything that Montel and I talk about on, on ESPN wow. radio. So, I, so we know they're watching. So shouts out ESPN, uh, Montel Allen. I'm his agent. I got his phone number. I, you know, I, I just want 2% off the top. I just want 2% off the top, like the lotto. Let's keep it moving folks. Let's keep it moving. Uh, this could be a good thing. I think masters are coming up for all you golfers out there who all you fans of golf, um, Mr. Woods was, is in the building. He was uh, playing actually today. He flew in his Gulfstream. ESPN made special um, mention that he came in in his Gulfstream private jet. Shouts out to Tiger Woods and his real money. But he actually played 18 holes today. Practice. Mm. We, we know Tiger has gone through a lot just from his back and the surgeries with that. And recently, more recently, the, the car accident that he had, uh, I think on his way to his charity event. So for him to be out there and play a full 18 hole practice round at Augusta, where you got to do what you got to walk the entire course. So, you know, there, there's no caddy that's, that's got you on their back and there's no golf cart. That's a promising thing. Regardless of how people feel about Tiger Woods, personally, professionally, whatever, I still think the game needs him, right? I still think the game needs him to elevate the game to a must-see TV type of event. There's some great people out there that are, that are hitting that ball right now. I, I can't hit the ball straight for nothing, but... In terms of the excitement, this man comes out, he's wearing his all black throughout the week. And then Sunday, he comes out with that tiger red. You just, I mean, you, you've seen the energy when this guy is out there and, and then the draw from the crowd, the draw from the TV money, the draw from the, uh, from everything that's, that's around and surrounds the game. I think golf needs him to get back in playing shape and playing condition for it to thrive again. I didn't, don't want to go in too long on this because it's not really that big of an impacting story, but I, I, just tell me you guys what you guys think about this. We'll start with you, Hurt. Uh, yeah, I ain't got no dog in the fight because uh, I don't watch golf. Is that right? <laughs> I do not watch golf. I tried to, I, I'll go to the driving range, but that's it. <laughs> I'll do a couple of happy Gilmores, but, uh, that's about it. You're not you're not a top golf kind of guy either. Okay, okay. I'm not a golf guy at all. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you know, Woods is listed among the expected 91 participants, as it says, for for the Masters. Uh, he's already won 15 times, uh, 15 time major championship. It, again, it would be, I think it would be good to see him there. Give I, us your thoughts, Montel. I, I, I'm I'm I got four letter word man. I, icon. We need the icon back. I think mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Um, 
I don't know if he can play at that level still with doing all those injuries and everything. Mm -hmm. But we just need Tiger around the game and for his face to be in the public eye around the game. Mm -hmm. um, I really, I really truly believe he's he's uh, one of the iconic figures we have in sports. He transcends golf. You know, people don't want to you know, people want to admit it or not. He transcends golf, um, not just from a race thing, just from his play as he was a dominant player. And I think the game needs that. I think they need that boost of energy of him being around. Whether he's playing, announcing, commentating, we just want Tiger to be around the game. True. I think true. that's that's more than enough, you know, to give some energy around it and everything. And I'm glad to see he's out there participating and walking. Because remember, his car accident was life threatening. It wasn't like it was something that was, true. That was yeah. There was small potatoes. I mean, he, he literally, you know, he was in a bad situation. And for him to be able to come back and to be able to walk Augusta and, and play 18 holes and to, just to give us that glimmer of light. I would hope that would be more news. I mean, I know on the back on his career where when he stopped start playing, um, he wasn't you know he wasn't winning like he used to believe, but he was still out there competing. I just think they just need his face and his energy around the game, and I that will make me more than happy enough, you know, to have him just to have him around and have him kind of give his input and give us his thoughts. I think that that'll draw more of us to be back into the game of golf. Yes, because we missed him. I mean, those times we missed him, when he was hurt, we didn't really pay attention. But when Tiger's playing or he's a part of the game. He, he has he has a lot of our eyes watching. Pretty so much. icon, man, I, I, I wish him the best. I wish him. I hope he plays, man. I think that would be great. It would if be he dope. could do a Willis Reed on him, you know, be heard all the time and come back and win one. Shoot, that'll be that'll be now that'll be some stuff. But I mean, that would be all we need. Yeah, yeah. Drop drop the mic and go out there and win win one more time. That that would be awesome. I like what Melanie said. Yeah. You know, marketing. Uh, I agree. Tiger is great for the sport he needs to be involved in any way possible comment commenting commentating i haven't started drinking yet folks commentating playing or drinking well see there she talking about drinking oh my god <laughs> one of these days we're gonna get you on this on this stream mdh you you got the keys to the front door you you know the you know the url to come into the studio you can come if you want to here um what's next uh more serious story we let's get into health. Let's talk. Let's talk about some things. Let's talk about Big Diesel himself. Let's talk about the chief marketing officer out at Carnival Cruises. Let's talk about Shaquille O'Neal. Hasn't taken care of himself since he got out of the NBA. He really hasn't. And he, in an article with, I believe it was GQ, he says, look, I haven't gone to the doctor in like 11 years. Hmm. So, so, so that's, that's a conversation in and of itself. That that's a situation that needs to be rectified. Come on. You, you got to go see your, you got to go see your dentist. You got to go see your doctor. You got to get the colonoscopy. You got to get all that stuff. And for Shaq, someone who has the means to get all of those things taken care of, uh, ho hopefully he caught all of this before it got too severe. But the story here is Shaq is overweight. Shaq is suffering from sleep apnea. So he has to now get uh, one of the machines to help him sleep at night. So he doesn't literally stop breathing in, in the middle of the night and actually lose his life. So that's, that's pretty significant, right? I mean, and that, that's really telling for someone again, in the public eye, every time we see Shaq, he's, he's fun. He, he's laughing. He's giggling. He and Charles Barkley are, are, are wrestling somewhere. Charles, Bar I mean, uh, Shaq is out there DJing, having fun, jumping up and down, having a great old time. But again, at the end of the day, you're not much if you don't have your health. 
Yeah. Not much yep. if you don't have any else. So, I mean, give give us your thoughts on, on this, CB. Again, we'll start with you since Montel finished last time. But, I mean, because I know you're a huge proponent of, of health and nutrition and things like that. He's talked to, talking about in this article that his diet was just off, right? Sit, sitting around TNT with Charles Barkley eating, laughing, eating, right? And, and not doing anything else. So talk, talk to us a little bit of what you think about this here. I mean, this is my wheelhouse. I, health is my thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I think uh, he, he's an athlete. I mean, you know, he was an athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would think you would always, you know, when you do the work in the beginning, you only got the maintenance to do, you know, in the end. You know what I mean? Um, for me, you know, hitting, you know, I'll be 55 in three months. I do. I, I hit the gym and I keep moving um, and I try to eat right. Uh, and, you know, like you said, he has the means to, to do this. But, you know, you don't know everyone's situation. But if he's not doing the health stuff, but he definitely should be going to see the doctor. He definitely should be going to see the doctor. Yeah. I mean, Montel, I mean, you think about that. He he tries to make fun of it. He says, I had a new disorder called CBOTBD, Charles mm-hmm. Barkley over the belt syndrome. Man, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sit, sitting no. there eating all the time. I was I was waking up, going to work, chilling, eating, whatever. And his belly was over his belt. We folks, you got you got to take care of what put you goes into your body. You got to take care of how you, you got to move. Movement is medicine. Movement mm-hmm. is medicine, and and you got to stay active. You got to stay agile because again, if you don't have your health, you don't have that much. Because a lot of I'm having issues right now, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just had. We'll go into. I won't go into it too much. But listen, you got even though I'm I train a lot. That, I got some 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 problems that that I'm dealing with just from going a little heavy on the uh, on the incline. I don't know if my mom is still watching. She's probably gonna call me after the stream and be like, "Oh boy, there you go." But all, <laughs> all is all is well, mama. All, all is, but I don't know, man. Lesson to learn: the moral of the story: take care of yourself and don't wait eleven yeah, years so. before you guys go see your doctor. Yeah, come on, Shad. Yeah, get some acronyms put on you. You know, I think this is a kind of the, the, the I hate to say it this way, it's kind of the telling story of an African-American male, right? You know, we're, we're athletic when we're young, we're doing all this stuff, but as we get older, we start to lose sight of our health and not take care of ourselves and gaining weight and all, and, you know, developing these conditions that we can hopefully avoid. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, I know I'm a victim of it too. I mean, I'm nowhere near my playing weight when I was playing football. I'm not, I'm not there. I gained the Gain that that daddy weight, as they say, that daddy bod. Mm-hmm. Trying to work my way back out of it, um, just but that's just by not knowing any better, you know. Actually, you know, we we think that's what we're supposed to do, right? We emulate what's around us, right? And if we think that's what we're, that's what it is. If people are all eating healthy and exercising, we do that. If people are not and they're eating healthy and you're around you, that's what you kind of do. That's kind of what this thing said. He was, you know, around Charles and whoever was that, and he was just, hey, you know, not running up and down the court. I don't need to do that no more. I could just hang out and chill and eat. And, you know, and, and do those things. But I mean, I think more, more the the kind of more the more telling of the story is it's kind of the plight, plight of African American male, unfortunately, yeah. in our communities. We yeah. don't preach enough health and everything. I mean, we do it when we're young because we're athletic, we're out there playing, we're doing all these things. But we know when you hit that 25, that 35, and then you, when you get to that 45, you know, that's when the body really starts to change that between that 35 and 45 range. And if we don't keep up and maintain like we're supposed to, these are the conditions that happen. Yeah. You know, you start to develop diabetes, you start to develop, um, the, you know, sleep apnea, you start to develop the overweight, you start mm-hmm. to regain all these ailments, gout and all those different yeah. things that you start to get. And it's, you got to, I think his story is telling us, hey, 
even all the money in the world didn't save him from doing it. So everybody else needs to make sure they stay on point and make sure you start. You just take care of yourself. I think, like you said, movement is medicine. Exercise is golden. We have to be able to do it. If you, if you can't, you know, if you don't have the means, man, just go outside and walk. Man, just you know, do something. Walk, walk, you got to do. We have to be able to do something. And I think what our African American has a has a tradition of a poor diet, right, in our communities because of the, the things that are available to us. We it's have to kind of right. do double. We have to do double to exercise It'll to work. get that off our body or get that out, get those toxins out of our body. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think more so than anything, we got to preach water. I, I used to not be a water drinker. Yeah, at all. good man. Good I try man. to drink a lot of water now. As much water, my wife got me on that. Drink water, 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 water to kind of flush the system. I still haven't given up the soda 100%, but I don't drink nowhere near as much as I used to. Right. And I think that's that's something we don't ever talk about. That's a killer more than alcohol. That soda would do you in with them diabetes. That's you true. You keep drinking so much of it. That high fructose so, corn syrup is the devil. Yeah. And, 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 and it just got <laughs> and it got worse. Is, is, is the formula they talk about getting better than new formula? Try to make it sound healthy for you, but no, <laughs> that's, that's still that's still uh, fermented <laughs> corn syrup. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, hold I, on, I let, let me let me let me bring this up before you say anything else. Yeah. Uh, MDH <laughs> is what I, I'm holding them back. I, I don't know, but you know, <laughs> we we did fire up the team. No sleep. YouTube channel, so so he can start getting some of these uh, royalties as well. So look, it, it's I happening. appreciate that, Melanie. Yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate. Look, the look she got I'm, she got your vote in twenty twenty four. Yeah, she is your marketing coach. She is your mark. I, yeah. I, look, I'm just here to heckle, like I say, from the background. That's that's all I'm. That's all I'm here to do. Uh, but, no, but, but, but I, I mean, serious on a serious note, man. I mean, I really think the whole the whole overall, and that's why why I presented it. Is that's more of a thing that we need to really address in our community, and mm-hmm. I just talk about I mean minority communities, period, because of where we live as far as our social, the social aspect of our social economic situation. Yeah, it's completely drastically different. Obviously, if you, mm-hmm. you know you have more money, you have more opportunities to do different things. You know, you got life coaches, you got exercise coaches, you got trainers, and all that stuff. We got to kind of peel that layer back and talk to the people that don't have those things, and how can they get out and about? How, you know, where do we drive them when they work in a nine to five and they just come home or working a double shift? You know, that time to get to get that sleep in or try to get exercise in. I hope we got to figure out a way to help them out. I think that's a story. And I think someone with all the money in the world, like Shaq, he's telling you, like, I, I didn't I didn't even take care of myself. My health is not even as great as it should be. You know, so that should just be a lesson for people, for everyone. Yeah. Please make sure you take care of yourself in some form or fashion. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it, it's unfortunate that he's going through the situation, but I think the silver lining of this is that it's Shaq and Shaq resonates with the youth, right? So for the, the youth, teenagers, 20, 30 year olds are saying, you know, they, they, they connect with Shaquille O'Neal and say, man, if he's gotten to this point and he's going through these situations, maybe I can now look and see what he's doing to get better. He's saying now he's back in the gym, right? He's taking care of himself. He's exercising. He's training. He's watching what he puts into his body. He's not going to Popeye's. He's not going to McDonald's. He's not eating that, that garbage. He's, he's putting in more color, you know, green, reds and colorful fruits and vegetables in his body as opposed to that madness. So that's probably if, it, if there's any plus to this entire situation that's happening and, and it's, it's, it's controllable. So he, he got it. You know, he went to the doctor. Yes. It took him 11 years to go to the doctor, but he's gone to the doctor and he's getting, getting addressed with, but the fact that it's Shaq as opposed to let, let's say if it was, let's say it was, if, if it was Phil Mickelson, Chris Rock. 
<laughs> no, no, because because Chris is you know I think would be the same as Shaq. But uh, who who did I say? Did I say Phil Mickelson? <laughs> he he he, he resonates because we just had a golf story. That's why I brought Phil. Yeah. He resonates with a smaller subset, I think, and doesn't really resonate, especially with who we want to make sure is around to take care of us, the youth, right? right? This, this next generation is coming up. We want to make sure that they get on on this narrow line and start walking uh, straight as possible. So, but go ahead. I, I, I agree with you, James, but I do believe there's needs to more. It needs to be more solution based, man. And the, the reason why I say that is it's. It's expensive to eat healthy. Let's just be honest. It's very expensive to eat healthy. And in our communities, when people don't have a lot, it's hard for them to eat healthy. You know, when it's when it's when water is more expensive than than soda. You know what I mean? Mm. Or juice that's really high. Or just health food in general. Health food in general is more expensive than, than more expensive the, all the crap. <laughs> Eb, yeah. you you get into that because you you live this right. You 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 and yeah. your wife right are and I, live I was, this. Yeah. So talk talk a little bit about this in terms yeah. of again well, the, let me, the let me, cost let me, analysis. Let me finish my description when I'm where I'm going there. He can go ahead and he can correct it and tell me what to do or what people should do. I'm saying it's very expensive to eat eat healthy, which in my opinion it shouldn't be because it's in like it's plants. Manufacturing should be a lot cheaper than manufacturing meat or manufacturing whatever you're doing. But it's it's very expensive to eat healthy. It's very expensive to uh, um. To cook with olive oil than in opposed to grease that you normally use, but even though we know olive oil is a more healthier one, I, my thing with Shaq, Shaq can afford to get himself back right. He can't. Yeah. He can get a trainer. He can eat right. He can do all those things. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Uncle Peanut on the corner. You know that we know this in the house. He working and that's all he can do, and he he barely surviving. How does he fit in that mold? So I, I like when stars talk about it and they bring awareness to it. But if you don't bring awareness with it with some type of solution or some type of valuable option for people to do, then it's a new conversation, man. I'm not I can't hear you because I can't do it. So please comment. Please comment on it. Well, honestly, for, for me, honestly, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing. I'm, I'm black, but my mom's Asian. So we grew up. Mm -hmm. in, I mean, we, we weren't rich, but she just gave us different types of like vegetables and you know we're that's how we ate fish vegetables so it, it always stayed with me and then for my dad my dad um he's, he's just always been an athlete he's always been in shape teaching karate and doing all this stuff so it kind of it's, it's been my background since i was knee high to a you're on mute you're on mute you went on mute again tell me when i'm mute james I'm having all kinds of technical difficulties, man. I'm sorry, but like it's I said, it, 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 it's it's a it's a it's a to me. I feel like it, you need to start at 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 birth, and then you pass that, and you become an example uh, moving forward. Um, and like I said, it wasn't that we were rich; it's just how we ate. Um, and again, in in uh, in different uh, in different um, neighborhoods or, or different family settings, the culture might be different. You know, you, you know. It's the, in in the states. It's easy to see someone come to you know take your kids to McDonald's. When I, I say I go to you know to McDonald's every once in a while, right? And I'll see. I was like, man, they got this kid, you know, already maybe in an obese state, and they're still mm -hmm. taking him there. And I'm like, you know, it starts. I think it really starts when you're young, and then you keep that going. Or if you at a at a point to where you're, you know, you already know you got to take care of yourself when you're older. Pass that on to your kids because if you don't start them young, they're going to have those habits, and those habits are going to stick with them for for a long time you know i'm sure you know shaq probably and again I, I wasn't with him growing up so i don't know how his beliefs are or his eating habits were so he probably just after he became you know so, you know so famous and now he's retired 
he probably just went back to how he was before. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, you, you have to know the background to know where he's at mentally, you know, moving forward. So, yeah, I, and I, I agree with you 100%. I do, I believe it's a mind state, and, you know, and obviously it's helpful if it starts with a young to get to when you're older. Um, my, 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 my main thing, since we're all in that, that age range, you know, that older age range, when at 45, let's say 40 all the way to 60, that group right there. That's the group I would. Love. I hope this this that story resonates with, and I hope they figure out a way to kind of change their lifestyle as far as you know what they drink and what they eat. But mm-hmm. again, you know, talking to us three, we can afford it. We can we can afford five pounds. financially afford to kind of change our lifestyle and eat a little bit more healthier. I, I wish I knew a way to touch the people that can't, or really or really would have a hard time struggling trying to transition, want to transition into that lifestyle, but. Honestly, man, you just can't afford it. You you really can't afford it. I, I go grocery shopping for my family, and I see how much it is, how expensive it is. You see, even if you just eat, if you if you're a regular diet, if you see farm raised chicken in comparison to what they do regularly with steroids and stuff in the chicken, the price is almost double. You know, so it, it's versus so organic, right? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, 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 you know. I, I just wish people had other tips. I like Shaq's, you know, telling the story, talking about what he's going through. That's great, bringing us awareness. But I know for a fact, that's like somebody that has $10 million telling me how to get $10 million and gives me really no solution. Yeah. He just exactly. said, hey, I made it. This is how I made it. I invested when it was penny stock in the group. Well, homie, that don't help me at all. Because <laughs> that penny stock is now $300 a share. Yeah. You can't help me. So give me some solutions instead of just, instead of just telling me. Because awareness is one thing. Problem solving is another. I think we need to do some more problem solving with that. Right. Come That's on with that. I, Come on with that. I wish I, had, I, I got a new machine here. I don't have all my, my sound triggers. Boy, I sure would drop a mic on that right there. That's what <laughs> you just said. But, but here, here's the thing when we think about it as well, right? Bringing it back to social impact of sport, team no sleep. I, I think entertainers, athletes, the folks who are more affluent, the folks who've got those larger checkbooks and larger bank bank balances, they can be that impact on the youth. They can actually do like Tony Davis says, teach people how to be farmers, teach people how to eat organic food, teach people how to step away from the process and and, uh, and the high fructose corn syrup. Because that, again, we're looking at our youth. We, we, we're going to learn and we know the difference between right and wrong, but let's talk to them youngsters that are in elementary and junior high and in high school, and they're looking at the LeBrons and the Shaqs and the, and the whomever, the Jimmy Butlers, who we're going to talk about in a minute. Right? They're looking at those folks in terms of what they could or should be doing. Th- those are the role models. More so than even their parents, they're looking at those players and what they're doing, what they're putting in their body, what they're spending their money on, buying the rims and the jewelry. Are they still buying rims? No, I don't know. But <laughs> right, but but having a, I just dated myself again on this one, man. I'm just gonna sit in the back. But my 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 spiel is, in long story short, is that athletes, entertainers, those are the folks who kind of resonate with the youth just because they're looking up, they're watching them on a continual basis and wanting to emulate them, emulate them from a health perspective, right? Cleaning up the diet, cleaning up the nutrition, using movement as medicine and actually doing something that's better for the body, for the for the mind, the spirit, the soul, finance. But marketing, marketing as well. Marketing as yeah, well. Because yeah. they, they market the crap out of crap. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. what about the good food? So yeah. But it, but I stand by what I said. Aware, awareness is very different than problem solving, mm-hmm. and, and you know what I mean. I, we we bring it. We always bring in awareness. Yeah. Hey, this is okay. what's wrong. This is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. Well, tell me how to fix it. You know, if you're gonna tell me, say, hey, you know, 
don't drink soda no more. Drink water. And I'm telling you, I can't afford water. Well, help me shack, provide an alternative so I can make sure I get water. You know, or what? Make sure you tell me to boil my water before I drink it because it'll taste better than <laughs> to get all that lead out and all this stuff Man, out yeah, so I can drink yeah. it. And you need I, to provide me a you need to mm -hmm. provide me a solution to if you want me to with the with, with along with the awareness. But I'm saying we do a great job being doing awareness. I, I think you know athletes are trying to do more, entertainers are doing more, but they're not doing the problem solving. Mm. They're not. They're not solving the problem. They're not telling us what to do. That's why we continue to have high rates of blood pressure. That's yeah. why we continue to have high rates of obesity. That's why we continue to have high rates of diabetes. We hear the, the stories. Hey, I, I beat diabetes. Okay, well that's cool. Well, how did you do it? I, I roll my exercise bike every day. I can't afford an exercise bike. Yeah, I can't. I can't afford a three thousand dollar Peloton. Tell, tell me yeah, how yeah, someone so, well, around my neighborhood can do it for ten dollars. Yeah. So what, you know, yeah, so give me the solution. What can I do? If I can't get a Peloton bike, what is another alternative? Yep. What's yep. those things? Where's the problem? Wait, wait, wait. You said for $10? I apologize. I'm going to turn mic again. You said for $10, yeah, yeah. James? Yeah. Planet Fitness. <laughs> oh, yeah. But see, but see, you know, I'm preaching that. And this is our Planet Fitness. I mean, I play as devil's advocate, man. I'm being, I'm being extreme. No, I get yeah. it. He'd be, he be in meeting there. there. I, mean, I love it. I'm watching it. $10. Yeah. 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 But I'm saying, but where, where, they got to provide more solutions, man. I yeah. really do. I really do. Yeah, I, I'm sure. loving the awareness thing. I love it all. And I, that's one of the reasons why I brought that article up. The awareness that they, this is even affected by him. But, man, come on. We need to be able to provide some more solutions to help people, mm -hmm. other people. Like my grandmother, my uncle in South Central LA, she, he, he eats, he's still eating chicken feet and stuff like that. Stuff yeah. that we don't, you know, yeah. we, don't, we can barely eat. But, I mean, no, we know I, I can't say stop course. eating that when I provide him a solution to something that either – Taste that way or more affordable in his pocketbook for him to do. Mm -hmm. So we got to be, I think we as a community, because we're such a powerful community, powerful, powerful entertainers, powerful in this world, powerful influencers. Mm. We need to be able to start providing also powerful problem solutions. So promoting. Uh, uh, sometimes there can be solutions, but we have to understand there's still the human condition. Uh, honestly, I, I, I'll just, I'll keep it short, but like <clears throat> I had a, a, I was a personal trainer some time ago when I got out of the Air Force, I had a little business, those get busy fitness, right? Mm -hmm. So I would even still train people at the gym when I didn't have a client for free, but they didn't take the initiative to keep keep it going. So mm -hmm. you, you, so it's, it's having a solution, but empowering them to be able to, and, and be Yeah, dog, didn't, didn't his mic go off. We're going to go ahead and move yeah, on no, to the next story. To <laughs> Look, next time I come see EB, I'm bringing you a new mic. I, I already bought my tele. I don't think it's the mic. You think he's changing it to default the system. I have to keep going and changing the system because it keeps dropping my mic and going back to some default thing. My hands are here, sure. player. Every, every, every 99% of the other folks that come on, I tell you what, this might be the last time you come on. on, on. <laughs> Team no sleep. Talk. Come up here talking madness. <laughs> I will say this, no, and then we'll move on to I the think next. He's dropping one. some knowledge, though. We just can't hear him. I think he's dropping some science, man. But we can't hear him. No, he not. He's he not saying nothing right now. He's just talking outside his neck. I would say this, oh. but you know, these athletes should have stop stop promoting tequila and Ciroc, and maybe start promoting <laughs> some uh, sparkling water and that, those kind of things. Let's let's Absolutely. let's let's move on. But be accountable. You, you got to take the initiative. You got to be accountable. You know, we can't do everything and spoon spoon feed everyone. You got to they got to be accountable. That's it, man. We, we, I like we, that. I like that comment by Tony Davis. Yeah, get back to getting out and enjoy local parks. The world is starting to open back up. Look, I'd have, I'd have been on a lot of planes already in the last uh, few weeks, so we 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 getting back to being there. Moving on to the next story, let's let's talk about 
altercations. Let's talk about uh, not getting along well, at least from the from the surface level. Jimmy Butler, look, he's been with the Heat for a minute. Him, but him and him and Coach Spolstra, you know, Coach has won the championship already. I don't, I don't think Jimmy's got a. I don't think Jimmy's got a ring, so he, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to listen. But there 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 have been times captured in the middle of a game where Jimmy Butler and Coach Spolstra just don't seem to. Uh, Agree eye to eye. I'm going to go ahead and play this. I'm going to make sure the sound is off because I don't want to get the YouTube copyright strike. <laughs> but very, very aggressive conversation going on between them. Look, I understand competitors, champions, you know, athletes and coaches want to win. That, that's all that matters is the W. The L's don't, I mean, the L's are not what, what uh, gets you to parade. And, and everyone wants to win and everyone wants to get out there and compete. You got to listen to the coach. Yeah, you got your stars out there, but there's a lot of controversy apparently, and unfortunately, wherever Jimmy Butler goes, he, the boy can ball. All right, look, you get him out there on the court, and, and he's trouble. But you get him out there on the court, and he's trouble. Right? Just in terms of being a teammate, maybe being a team leader, you would think this at this point in his career that he would be considered more of a leader as opposed to even just an, uh, an accessory player or someone that comes in and, and a support perspective. But what do, you, what do you think about this whole dynamic of, you know, Coach Bolster, again, already has the rings because he did it with, with LeBron and did it with Dwayne, but Jimmy Butler over here in Miami now, and they, and they just can't seem, to, they can't seem to find some synergy amongst them in terms of how to – to elevate the heat to playoff contention. I'm not even going to talk about championship winning, but just playoff contention. And and, y- and you guys saw the whole video that I just played right now. Montel, let's start with you this time. Yeah. I, I look into it and I don't look into it. And the part that I don't like is like, you know, it kind of escalated more and more and got bigger. I don't have a problem with you disagreeing with a coach and talking, but I mean, obviously it's got a heated thing, but, I mean, I look at Sposter. Sposter's not backing down from him. He's coming at him, mm-hmm. saying whatever he's saying to him. So they're just they're going back and forth. I think this is more of a competitive thing. I think Jimmy Butler does have a history, but I think he has history of being a great competitor as well. Um, I, I always think that you there's a time that you need to listen and the time you need to speak. I mm-hmm. think he he teeters that line a lot. You know, he teeters that line probably. He's probably the captain of the basketball team because he's one of the better players. Right. So he also that he's given more. You know, you know, more authority to go ahead and teeter that line. Um, I don't mind a competitive, competitive, competitive spirit, man. I really don't. I really, I think that's actually healthy. It's healthy for you not to agree with someone all the time. You're supposed to argue and disagree about certain things. Yep. I think that moment just got caught on camera, and they kind of got heated, and it escalated, and escalated. I don't think it was going to throw no blows or nothing like that. Not among him, but I do believe arguing and disagreeing is is a healthy behavior. Because that point you can come to a resolution and you can start to see things, you know, the right way. Yeah. They didn't fight the next night. They didn't want to argue the next night they came on the court. court. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a little bit blown out of proportion. They're going to trade him and get rid of him. He's a problem and all this stuff. Let's not forget, man, he's been winning the Heat 45 to 50 games every year he's been there. Yeah. He's been in the playoffs every year he's been there. He's not been a guy that's been out there on the street where he's with, with you know, all kind of women or he's doing all these certain kinds of things, even though he has that little – that little thing with uh, that that one commentator from ESPN, but I mean, mm-hmm. he's not a guy that you see on the outside having all these other distractions come into play. Okay, you know yeah, his distractions see that are on the court. Yeah, you know his distractions on the court. His problems like, hey, I got a problem with coach, or I mean, coach is having an argument, or me and the players are not disagreeing. He doesn't have off the field issues. Matter of fact, he's very successful off the field with his coffee, 
shops True. and all the things he's yeah. doing. He's, he's actually very valuable in the community in Miami. So all that, man, I mean, it's just all he's an altercation. Yeah. This, this, this one on social media, we capture everything that goes on <laughs> and tell everybody's business. We know, we, we know about it immediately them. when it happens. Yeah. So Eric, let yeah, me flip it. Let, let me flip this, Eric, yeah. and ask you just again, what are your thoughts on someone who probably is the captain, like, like Montel said, or if he was a role player, the, the relationship between him, Jimmy Butler and coach Spolstra, I mean, is, do we want, do we want to see this? I'm, and again, I'm going to be devil's advocate here and asking this question. Do we, as the fans want to see this type of altercation happening? Is it, is it healthy for the fans to see Butler and Spolster going at it like this? I'm, I'm just, I'm being think, devil's I, advocate I, right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that it's help. Like, I mean, it's healthy to write, to have the, you know, the, the disagreements and, and, you know, and have your own and speak your mind. But again, there's a time and place. It's the same thing with the Will Smith thing. You know, you, you, you want to pick and choose your moments, right? If I, if I had a, a situation, I didn't agree with the coach. He's coaching the, he's coaching the team. I'm being paid to be professional. I need to go out there and do my job. And they come back and say, Hey, you know, I didn't agree with that situation or, or that call you made. And again, I don't know what they were arguing about. So it, it, it's hard to, to understand what they're, what they're arguing about. But um, like I said, there's a time and a place. And, you know, they're being paid a lot of money to be professional. I want to see professionalism. And again, I come from a military background. So it, there just has to be some type of uh, discipline and some type of, you know, hierarchy. He's the coach. I'm gonna, I need to listen to the coach at that point in time. Now, if yeah. I disagree with the coach, then I'll come back and say, hey, same thing Will Smith. I'm, I'm not going to – if I disagree with what Chris Rock said, I, I need to talk, take it off camera, off – off our playing field and say, Hey, uh, maybe we could have done this a different way. Yeah. I mean, that's how I see it. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, I, I hear you saying, and I agree with you as well. Uh, Coach Spolstra and Jimmy have talked apparently according to this article repeatedly since that incident and handling it like Will and Chris should have, like, like yeah. Will should have handled his, his situation with, with Chris. I'm just saying, right. right, right. Behind closed doors, Raising the, the tone if they need to, yelling, throwing something at each other, whatever. But you know, they they handling it like they need to handle it, and then going back out and being professional out there on on the playing field, going for the W. So, different types of situations to start and end the show. But again, just wanted to put that out there because it, tying it back in. Um, right on, right on. These people, <laughs> my mom said, people smoking too much. You know, it's it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love you so much. Um, let's end with a good note. Let's end with a, with a good story. We we got and here. So here is the tie-in of the gambling situation that I was talking about, the sports betting situation that you know Mattel was giving me a hard time about. Drake out here spinning the wheel, out there playing roulette. Came up big, got him some, got him some more money to add to to his bottom line. But instead of putting it in his checking account, instead of buying another Maybach or another Lamborghini or a Tesla, whatever, he's giving some of that money out. So you know he's based in Toronto. He's from Canada. He actually set up an event with the sports betting team or company that he's working with called Stake, and gave. $100,000 to a Toronto-based student-athlete to allow him to continue to pursue his dreams, to help his family and things like that. You know what? As I'm saying that out loud, I wonder if does that 
Is there are there issues with that with a uh, with a? See, and I, I think it's under the NIL rule. I think they just they're doing it kind of under NIL. I'm thinking okay, here's hundred thousand dollars. Here you go. I think right. they're kind of doing some other things with that. So okay, go right. ahead. Yeah, yeah. See, now that I say it out loud, I'm like, wait a minute. You you can't just be giving a student <laughs> athlete a hundred thousand dollars when <laughs> you know your boy Reggie Bush and, and everyone else was That's out there. That's a whole there. other show, man. That's a whole other show. <laughs> Oh, you can't take me anywhere. Needless to say, giving a young man $100,000, continue his education, help out his family, do some things right there. But also through the stake organization, Drake is giving $1 million to LeBron James's I Promise School as a donation. And part of that donation, Drake is going to deliver it to the school personally and possibly do a mini concert for the kids. Do it for the kids. Love this. Right. The, the, the man hit it big on the tables and he said, you know what? I'm not going to try to keep all this money. I don't need this money. I make this money in 20 minutes of the day when I'm on stage. So let me put it in somebody's hands who's actually going to properly benefit from this. EB, talk to us what you think about just the story of what Drake is doing for the young athlete and for the I Promise School. Again, people that are in, 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 in these in these in these positions of authority and they're setting examples for you know the younger generation i i'm all for it i think mm. that's commendable um I'm, I'm all i'm all about that I, I i like seeing stuff like that i like seeing the positive and giving back to the community i, I love that a lot mm-hmm. the fact that he doesn't have to do it i think it, it's also good right and i i even i i've heard stories where drake will do more and, and a lot of these athletes and entertainers will do these types of things right they'll give back to their communities just to give back and, and it doesn't have to be a whole press release doesn't have to be a whole instagram story doesn't have to be a whole tiktok reel or something we, we don't have to worry about promoting the brand every time we do. i'm concerned about lebron because every time he wakes up he's got to do that he's got to have a film uh, here i go again squirrel but i'm, I'm going down a whole different <laughs> tangent <laughs> Let me let me let me keep the positive in this conversation. But Mattel, your your thoughts on this whole situation, man? Because uh, I, I I love it, man. I love it. I love the fact that he's giving back. I love the fact that he's giving back to education. My 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 only thing is, you, you said he doesn't have to. I believe you do have to. You need to give back. I think people that more more people in those situations need to give back and need to pull people in their communities up and in these schools. My only thing is, I wish he was at a different school. Like more of a school that, that mm. maybe needs it. I don't think LeBron schools need a million dollars because mm. LeBron is funding those schools pretty well. I would wish he would give it back to somewhere, you know, so even whether it would be you know an urban neighborhood in Toronto from an urban neighborhood in Detroit or wherever he felt or that he needed. Even like a church, right? The comment just came in. You know, give it give it to some churches or something. But okay, yeah, yeah. I, 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 would, I would. I wish it was kind of more spread out. I, and I get it. There's nothing wrong with him doing it. I mean, that's great. I, I just wish it was kind of more. You know, gave it to a little bit some more needy people, maybe in Chicago or somewhere. I think kids in other neighborhoods. I know you can't save everybody, but I do believe with the power and in, 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 in the influence of someone like Drake or LeBron has, they can make sure it reach it, that money can reach more and more kids. I mean, you know, you know, even the Oakland, LA kids or and so on and so on. They, these guys can really make a really impact. And I think this is kind of one of their first steps. I believe, and I know it's a lot better than what Kanye was doing with that Larry Hoover. See, you still mad at Kanye. You still nah, mad yeah, at man, Kanye. I'm still mad at that, man. That wasn't, that wasn't even cool. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, for him to, to turn around and say, you know, yeah, I hit it I hit it big on the roulette table and I'm going to get his winning, you know, get his winnings to, to these kids that rightfully deserve it. 
I'm all for it, man. I hope he hit. I hope he hits a million more times so he can get back to a million more communities to get him more money, just so just so we can help out, man. I think we've been losing. We've been losing focus on helping helping other helping people out, especially helping people that are less fortunate. I, um, I know everybody's worried about stuff because of COVID and everybody's personal situation is different, but I think you know we we really have a society has lost lost that 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 kind of let's help let's help the next man that needs it mm-hmm. or let's help the next person that needs it. We don't we don't give back. We're so worried about ourselves. So it's good to hear stories like this that people that have a lot that are really giving it back, man. It's giving it back to some people that really it's really gonna help. It's gonna be a very influential. So kudos mm-hmm. to Drake, man. Uh, kudos to LeBron for opening the schools. Yeah. All I can say is keep doing it. I don't like his music really much, and I don't like him playing basketball. But hey, keep doing this on the on the, on the, on the other team. I'm all good, and I'm you all for so. Yeah, get, and I hope it's an example for other players. I hope it's an example yeah. for the people, you know, the Foxes in, in Sacramento. I hope it's an example for the Currys in the Bay Area. I hope it's an example for you know the J- John Moran in Memphis. I hope these guys look at these kind of examples and kind of partner with the local rappers and do some things like this. But I think it would be mm-hmm. a great thing. I love that. I love that. I'm I'm not even gonna mess with that because that, that you actually hit it right on the head right there. We'll we'll end with this. E B, we brought you on uh and we appreciate you for coming on. But talk to us one more time as we close out about you've got a session coming up about the whole uh Rock and Smith thing. So talk a little bit about what your plans are as that relates to that. Yeah, so this Friday uh, we're going to do a show uh, again based off of the the Will Smith uh, incident. Uh, you know, talking about uh, how the effects of you know uh, alopecia or you know certain things like that affect people and, and how they make people do different things. Um, we're going to have a doctor, uh, a, a doctor and a, an author on the show to try to kind of clarify some of the you know some of the I don't know the myths or um, issues with ala- having alopecia. Um, but yeah, it should be a pretty good. Well, mute again, man. Dang, right? Let's do this video. You went mute. I definitely need to, man. Ever since my house caught on fire. <laughs> but anyway, um, hope to see you there. It's going to be a great show. I think we're going to get, you know, get a lot of good information, some good feedback. Hopefully, we can get some good feedback from the audience. Uh, uh, and um, hope to see you there. You got to you went mute again when you when you said your time and date. Say it again one more time. Uh, yeah, for, so it's this Friday, uh, Friday, 2 o'clock East, uh, Pacific time, 5 o'clock East, Eastern. Perfect. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not muted. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. James is muted now. James is muted now. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I'm just over here moving my lips and I'm not actually saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here heckling. I'm over here heckling. Listen, folks, this is what Thanks we do, having- right? Yeah, hey, this is what Martel and I do, folks. Come on, join us here, Team No Sleep. Every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. And look, we, we go into it. Y'all, y'all saw we talked about Will. We talked about Chris. We talked about Shaq. We talked about health. All of those things that are above the line and above the noise. So if we are doing something that resonates with you and you like the conversation, share it. Tell us your thoughts and your feelings. If we're doing something that you don't like. Let us know as well, because we will take that constructive criticism and that feedback and, and put that into the plans moving forward. So that being said, listen, gentlemen, as always, I let Montel take us out and then I just push the buttons behind the scenes. But thank you all for, for being part of the show. Montel, take us home, brother. Yeah. Keep 10 toes down. Say your prayers, man, and everything will be all right. Another day. Let's go. <laughs>